Hey, this is Pam Perry. Welcome to Get Out There and Get Known Podcast. I am excited today because I have someone that I want to share with you who is really doing everything that I see right. She has the passion, the purpose, the mission, the faith. She has a podcast, the media, and you're going to really learn a lot about Tamara Andrus because we're going to really dig into how she got to where she is. She's an author, a speaker, and things like that, a business coach. But what I really want you to get out of this podcast is how she put all the pieces together and how she really got out there and got known. And it's a lesson for you to learn about how she really helps people with the clarity. So I'll bring her back right after this. Welcome to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast. Join Pam Perry, veteran PR strategist, Emmy award-winning producer and publisher of Speakers Magazine, who will show you how to crack the code in getting out there to get known. Each week, she either interviews her media friends, PR colleagues, or she just goes solo, offering you strategies on publicity, publishing, and platform building. So listen up to hear how to get booked on media places and on superstar stages. Now, here's your host, Pam Perry. Hey there. So let me just tell you a little bit about Tamara. Tamara's heart is to really illuminate joy and activate women from the inside out to live a life of purpose and on purpose through international retreats, which she's telling me about just before we came on, uh, directive and group coaching, a monthly entrepreneur expansion membership conferences and speaking collectively with her team. She's making ripple effects globally. She's ranked the top 500 global influencer by Brains Magazine and featured on dozens of top podcasts, global summits, and she's conducted hundreds of startups to their versions of success. She hosts, um, She's the host of the top 2.5% globally ranked Fit and Faith podcast, over 100 episodes, serving God-centered entrepreneurs within the faith and business sector to propel kingdom impact. Her YouTube channel is one of the newest additional educational passions and platforms. She's a wife. She's a mom. She's a certified ordained minister. She's a retreat host. She's an author uh, many times over. And she claims she's a born and raised beach babe, lifetime fitness lover, and travel junkie. So she's combining all of her passions into her business. She's a host of the Kingdom Clubhouse Conference in Hampton Roads, Virginia. That's coming up in September. And she really is one of those people that I find that has really brought her purpose and passion to build their business. So welcome, welcome. <laughs> So glad to be here. Thank you so so much. I'm going to switch you over to that way. That way you could, you could be to my side and then that way I can have your, your name up. But what I really love one, the bio was just excellent, right? You wrote that bio, but it's such clarity and unapologetic women, uh, Christian women, God-centered women, kingdom, you know, so tell us about this journey about being unapologetic and how it has just like the top 2% of the podcast, right? And there's like I love a gazillion podcasts. So it's, <laughs> it it, it's, it's like that is your niche. And so tell us about, about that a little bit. It is. And it's really funny because as you were saying it, I'm like, oh, she has an old version of that of that podcast uh, intro because I'm actually, as of last year, I hit top 1% worldwide, oh which is awesome. Oh yeah. my God. And 
now a number one bestseller of two different books that has mm -hmm. occurred. And that conference was last year's. And so we have the Grow for God conference, which is Grow Your Business for God's Sake. And the unapologetic is a great question. I've actually never been asked that of how I hear about like faith and business and the combination of both, but how to stand unapologetically within your faith and how that is such a component of how I show up on social media, how I show up on stages and in my book and everything else that I do. And it's really been an evolution. And I think that it's important for people to recognize that I didn't just like pop out of thin air one day and decide I'm going to do this and I'm going to be unapologetic, right? I think no different than the, the concept of my book, which is always becoming. It's the recognition that purpose is an evolution. So many people are like, how did you discover your purpose? And, and you don't really discover purpose. Purpose discovers you. And so as you continue to evolve and as you continue to seek and find and learn, you get to evolve and create that clarity as an expedition, not a one-time crystal clear, like shake that little globe and you get the magic response, right? It's this knowing that it is a pursuit, just like the pursuit of happiness. I loved that movie with Will Smith. It's the favorites. knowing that it's you're you're in the journey. And so clarity for me was evolved by saying yes to the first prompting and the first prompting being of starting a podcast on this specific component of my journey. And I was an entrepreneur for a decade before I ever came into the understanding of my faith. And that is knowing that God is good and he is above all things. And I would have considered myself a Christian, but I never had that experiential uh, moment. I never really met Jesus. I never really had that surrender white flag experience until I was 29. And at the time I was the CEO of two different businesses and I didn't know anything about business and ministry blending. So mm. circa fast forward to six years later, um, it's all I do. So and knowing the clarity, knowing that the part of it is the journey, I think people need to recognize that it wasn't always how it was. I wasn't born and raised in that way. And um, yet it is my unapologetic stance at this point because I've had the the no no nothing but God experience, I guess, is how I want to say it. Mm -hmm. And the, the thing knowing. about it is that you had uh, at 29, you were pretty much you were what kind of business were you in at, at 29? Yeah, I had two different. I had a brick and mortar store that was here locally. That was also an online boutique. And then additionally, I had a global uh, nursing bra line that I'd helped design and bring from the Australian market into the American market, Canadian market and the English or UK market as well. So Kind wow. of a big deal, right? It yeah. was a pretty, yeah. yeah. I felt like I had quote unquote made it. I felt like the American dream had come to fruition that this is what I worked for, this is what I went to business school for. Everything was surmounting to this is the safety and security and the financial output that I was anticipating, and I was doing it really early, but I was hustling. And if you know me now, you know, hustle is not a part of my conversation. Uh, right. I don't believe in the hustle because I also know the crash and burn. And I know the overwhelm that's associated to that because simultaneous to working 70 ish hours a week, I was also a um, fairly new wife, about four years um, of being together at the time. And I had a one and two year old. Oh and so. I had a lot going on and yet I was completely empty of emotion towards that a lot other than the fact that I feel like I was checking boxes. 
And I don't want people to ever live like that. So mm-hmm. it was a moment of recognition when I pulled into the driveway and my barely waddling nine month old at the time who had just finished nursing, I would just done nursing with her so I could be at work as often as I was. Instead of coming to me after being away all day, she turned around and waddled back to my husband. And I remember feeling a lot of pain and sadness and also still that sense of void of, oh, well, this is just the, what I'm putting in for the hours I'm putting in. And yet also knowing that it was my tombstone moment, I like to say, because and nobody ever has that they're an entrepreneur on their tombstone. They have wife and mom and friend or husband and father and all of the other amazing notable pieces, but not what they did for a living, not mm-hmm. what their name tag or business card said. And mm-hmm. so it was a shaking moment. And um, it brought me to my knees a couple of weeks later when I recognized that it just wasn't um, my story. It wasn't going to be my story. And I had to release that identity and that success and come into the clarity of what God is calling me to, which was something higher and harder than the American dream. Yeah, it is. It is higher, but it is a little bit harder because you didn't have you didn't have a, a role model, I guess you would say, that showed how to blend business or, or marketplace ministry, I guess you would say, marketplace yeah. ministry. And so talk about how the, then fast forward, you, you begin to do the shift. And yeah. then the podcast is called Fit Faith, Fit and Faith. Yep. And what is the fit? Yeah, what does the FIT stand for? Yeah, FIT stands for Founders, Innovators, and Trailblazers. And it Um, actually didn't start that way. It was an evolution. Again, everything's an evolution. So it fit and faith started in the understanding that I had always had this huge backstory to fitness and nutrition. And um, I was a personal trainer and nutrition coach in my early 20s. I also was a gymnast for 16 years when I was little. So fitness and physique was like just a huge part of my story. And it was also a huge part of my parents' influence in my life. And when I switched at that point in my life, it was really a massive 180. It was a 180. I stopped going to um, bars. I stopped hanging out with certain groups of people. I stopped listening to secular music. I had to turn the lights off on mm-hmm. my life and discover um, that this little light of mine, <laughs> I'm going to let it shine. Right. I had to come back into my identity. And I didn't even know what that word meant at the time. I didn't even know who I was. I was mm-hmm. um, kind of like the mask, another Jim Carrey uh, movie that I love is uh, when he's wearing that and he gets to the point where it's comfortable. It gets to the point that that's the only thing that he knows and he can't take it off. And so I didn't know the difference between Tamara without the mask and the Tamara that woke up every day and showed up to life in this really supersonic way. And so I did this three-year exploration with God. I did a year-long worship school where I just understood and unpacked what identity and sound meant. And I also did my ordination and minister's licensing, which was through a leadership multiplication institute where I just leaned into leadership through the lens of faith. And leadership was something I explored since I was in elementary school. I was like in student government, my entire growth of uh, secondary and uh, education. And so it was three years in the making where I recognized that the things that I had let go of associated to my well-being when it came to fitness was a lot to do with my body image and the exterior things that were pleasing me. And 
that goes for so many people. It goes to food. It goes to materialism. It goes to consumerism. It goes mm-hmm. to alcohol. It goes to drugs, sex, rock and roll, right? And I ultimately stripped it all down to a place of identity where the only thing that I knew or could understand was what he saw me and who he saw me as. And so I redeveloped my fitness in spirituality, my fitness in faith. And I became happy. I I understood what joy actually meant. I understood what being a present mother and wife looked like. I understood that identity wasn't associated to success. And I started wanting to share that with other people. And yet business was my knack. I was naturally gifted in it. Uh, I loved it so much. Entrepreneurship was just second nature to me because it was exampled by my mom. And it's what I went to school for. And so I realized through coffee conversations with friends that it was the blending of the two. It was the blending of identity meets clarity meets business was really that point of uh, variability and valuation that I was bringing other people. And so I started with a podcast, started very quickly after that with a membership community to teach and train and see people rise into entrepreneurship based in biblical principle. And Mm -hmm. it's just evolved to the retreats, to the book writing, to the publishing company, to the media company that helps other people create their podcast. And my team has been along for the entire journey. So it's, it's been really fun and it's still been fast, but the difference between hustle and grit and the difference between hustle and pace and being alongside God's pace in the process is through it all. I've been able to still be a killer wife and a killer mom and those tombstone mm-hmm. things that I know will be engraved there. And that's daughter of the King. That's it. That is it. I like how God doesn't waste anything. So <laughs> the background you said in elementary school, like being in leader and then the business. And, and one of the things that I think, is really confusing for people when they say that they're multi-passionate, right? They have this passion maybe in fitness and they have this passion in, in maybe worship music and they have this. And so I always say, but it's it's unique to you, but it's up to you to figure out how to blend it together for the purpose that it's really intended for. So if you had a passion for leadership and you had a passion for business, those two are together. And so the membership community with you as the leader is a part of that natural journey. You can see it now, but when you were going through it, it's like, why am I being tugged to do this? Why am I being tugged yeah. to do that? But if you have someone, did you have a coach, Tamara, that, that kind of- You know, I've you? utilized different people throughout the course of the last couple of years. But when I first, first activated, I didn't. I didn't even know that there was a coaching community. I honestly <laughs> had no idea. Oh and so God. even when I started coaching, I didn't call myself a coach. I didn't know what to call myself. I was just like, I'm your biggest cheerleader, <laughs> right? Come alongside. I'll teach you. I'll train you. I'll be your leader. And it wasn't until about two years in where I recognized, oh, wow, this is a thing. And people want to hire a coach and people need a coach. No different. I have a a chapter in my book that says trainers need trainers. And it's talking about in the specific realm of mental health and therapy. And it's okay if I told you I had a personal trainer, you'd be like, oh, you're fancy. That's awesome. You invest in that. But there was this stigma around mental health that if I had a therapist, something was wrong. Well, if I have a personal trainer, isn't something also wrong? Like I'm trying to be better in a certain compartment, right? Of my life, a certain um, understanding of my identity. We all have a body and therefore we should all have a trainer. We all have a brain and therefore we all need therapists. If you're developing a business, you need a coach. 
it's yeah. not a if and when it's a, it's a yes and yeah. right you've got to yeah. have it so since then i have definitely leaned into coaching i don't think if you have a coach that's not investing in coaching there should be a red flag or at least some curiosity as to why they don't have somebody in that realm. Does that mean it's the same person all the time? No. Um, does that mean that they're not committed to going to additional educational components as far as conferences or reading or podcasting? There's ways to have mentors that can be affordable. Um, but I've spent over $100,000 in my personal development growth and business professional growth in order for me to then be able to not only validate what it is that God's given me, but to help others unlock things that I wasn't capable of doing by myself. So I think mm -hmm. coaching is an incredible community and I'm so grateful to be in the midst of it. That is it. That That is one of the things that really helped me the very beginning when I started my company 20 years ago, Ministry Marketing Solutions. I didn't know anyone that combined marketing and ministry together, like yeah. for real, like as a, as a business. And so many times the first few years I struggled so and it wasn't until I got like a coach after about three or four years and things start to turn around because what the name was misleading was the fact that I was doing ministry marketing and they thought it was a ministry and I'm like I'm not a preacher mm. I'm just helping <laughs> those that are in ministry to market better and so a lot of times it was just that that whole thing of like you know, the, the Christians were like, well, God told me that, you know, you're to work for me for free. And it's like, no, he didn't give me that memo. So, <laughs> that's, <laughs> so, like, so that's not going to work. And so I remember my coach um, told me, he said, and I was primarily working with African-Americans and he told me, he said, listen, I'm going to give you permission. It's okay. You don't have to work with broke folk. He said, as a matter of fact, you can't work with broke <laughs> folk because they won't pay you. He said, you can do other things. They can read your free content. They can read your yep. blog. They can listen to your podcast. But if you want to be in business, you have to work with people that can afford your services. And that yeah. liberated me because I was like trying to be nice and am I not doing the right thing? And so that I didn't have that. But so the coach kind of gave me that whole confidence piece and I kind of rebranded Pam Perry PR. I still work with those that want to market their ministry, but yeah. their ministry could be whether they're a speaker and an author and they see it as a ministry, not necessarily from a pulpit, but from someone like you, marketplace ministry, yeah. which is what I love, why I want to have you on the podcast, because that is a thing. So many people think that if I'm called to, um, you know, ministry, that I have to be in the four walls of the church. Not necessarily. Yeah. You can be in business. Your business is your ministry. A hundred percent. A lot of people through your your books and your your membership, your retreats and things like that. And so is it primarily because the, the other shift could be, is it primarily going to be women? Or will it be women and men or families? So the yeah. next shift, I had a client that was primarily women, women, women. Everything was pink. And she went through uh, Nicole Roberts-Jones and she went through a rebranding because God was expanding her and say, okay, yeah. it's not just women, men too yeah. need to know certain things that you're teaching. So she did a whole rebrand, took away the pink. I said, you'd have to take away the pink. Some men like it. It's true. That's why you can see behind me. It's all the spectrum of the yeah. rainbow, right? Because <laughs> I have many men clients. My uh, coach is a, as a man. And I, I think know. it's really important for people to understand that um, where you start isn't where you're going to finish. God's going to continue it. to reveal yourself. But I will say that when I first started, it was a boundary for me. 
right? And it was a safe boundary. It was a boundary for my marriage. It was a boundary for where I was in my faith at the time. Um, and, and as I've evolved, as my spirit man has evolved, as God has entrusted me with more people in my community, he's opened that door and he's opened it with such safe people that are connected to my husband, that I'm connected to their wives, that it's been just a really beautiful evolution that I'm so grateful for. And God knew I needed that. I didn't have to seek it out. They came to me and it felt like I had a release at that moment. Uh And so I think a lot of times people have this understanding of that business and ministry or ministry and business and that because you are an empowered woman and you want to empower other women, you have to realize that there are men at those women's side that also need the encouragement. And so whether you partner with somebody who is a a man who can help in that regard, um, but you have to create an entirety because as I tell my clients who are looking for creating their messaging around their ideal avatar or what everyone always says, like, what's your niche, right? Or your niche or target, target, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. <laughs> is knowing It's knowing that Jesus didn't do that. Jesus right. didn't say, I have a niche. He didn't show right. up for just one person. And so when we show up from a ministry perspective, that'd be like starting a church. If my business is my ministry and ministry is business, I'd be starting a church and I would say for this genre of person only. Oh, like I am a kingdom maker, shaker, mover, and therefore my table is open. And I have to be understanding that there might be someone who pulls up a chair next to me that I didn't anticipate. Are you unapologetically willing to share the gospel and to share what it is that you're sold out for. Mm-hmm. And I am. And so I create space for that. And I create opportunities just for women. When I travel to Mexico and I take these women in house right. experiences, I don't invite dudes. However, right. if I'm having a massive conference, I want guys to speak into the women's lives. I want women to speak into the guys' lives. There's power in the connectivity of the entire whole. And God the Father is representative of both men and women. He's a mother and a father. I love that. That is exactly that's exactly what Nicole has done. She said that during the period of time it was women, women, and then all of a sudden there were a few men that would come to the live events you know, with the conference. And then she said it just, she just got this tugging, just this tugging, like it's time. It's time now. It wasn't maybe a while ago, but now it is time. And so she says that, and maybe it can be couples. And so when she finally felt the tugging, now she has a husband and wife that she's coaching at the same time, right? I did that. It was so fun. It actually was more marriage counseling than it was business coaching, but the business coaching came too. But that's the part of having, you know, my ordination and my minister's licensing and and going to that school for two years was that I'm equipped to do that. And so that while I coach business and it's that professional realm, the personal development, the identity, I always say that I take them through the methodology of being then brand and then business. And a lot of people try to put the business first And then with the idea, they create the brand. And then from the brand, they're like, oh my gosh, I have no idea who I am. So how do I market? And they try to fit themselves into a box. Mm -hmm. And so you mentioned it earlier about the multi-passionate entrepreneur, the multi-passionate person. I believe that we are all gifted and talented with that multi-passionate piece with intention, right? That's our unique qualifying valuation. But if you can't figure out what your 90% of hobby time is meant to create a financial abundance and prosperity in your life, 
you've got something wrong because I know tons of people who show up to their nine to five hating what they do so that it can financially sustain them and they'll go and do their hobby that they're multi-passionate about. And that's not even in their line of sight as something that could create money or abundance or teach or prosperity. And so I really encourage people within one of the first two sessions that I do is we unpack not only their passions, we unpack their pains and their trauma points. And we have a conversation about the transformation that occurred from the pain to the passion and how that is their unique framework. That is their coaching methodology. That is how they create a conference, an event, a retreat, an e-course, a book, all of those things. Nobody else in the world has experienced the way that you have. And therefore, it's a valuation factor. It's God's testimony within you. And it's what clarifies and develops you to stand on a stage of any sort, even if your stage is just a coffee conversation with a friend and to pour into someone else based on the learning of your testimony and the glorifying of his name. Mm-hmm. Or or on a clubhouse. Uh, <laughs> well. It could be there as well. Totally. Uh, that's a good one. Of the, I had a lady um, that uh, cared. Uh, she was in my Ready, Set, Go Speak program and membership. And yep. she was a caregiver for her mother for two decades. She left her career as a nurse and wow. um, retired early and took care of her mom. Her mom passed. And after her mom passed, it's like, now what? And so she became a caregiver's advocate. She's got a caregiver's cool. podcast, uh, cool. supporting other caregivers. She's uh, working with someone to be speaking at a caregiver's conference. Just all of these things because she, one, being a nurse, she understood certain things that other, quote unquote, regular caregivers wouldn't know because her role is a nurse. And yeah. so she can help people more. So anyway, like I Good. said, there's nothing in our life that's wasted in terms of yeah. what our passion is, what we've gone through, even our pain. Nothing is really wasted. Wasted. It can only be a waste if you don't activate it. If you don't, yep. use it, if you don't, if you don't have someone to help you recognize how to pull out those pieces. And so, in order to get out there and get known, you have to know what you want to be known for, and look at have a a a really a big view of what is it that you're called here for, and then stay in that lane. And that is how. I, you know what the kids said. That's how you blow up. You know, you basically. <laughs> yes. It's like it's yes. your area because it's just your lane. You don't have to compete against anyone else. You just have to be authentically you, just yeah. yourself, just be who you are. And that's what I love about you, Tamara, because you're yourself. Um, you you you've used all your gifts, all your talents. Um, and then some things, if you can't figure it out, like you said, you, you know, you get quiet with God and then he shows you a different thing, like the podcast, you know, and this yeah. like little podcast, just boom, it just, it just happened. It's the top 1% of all podcasts, but it's because you were really following a, a, a voice within you that says, this is the way. And that's one of the main things I said, you know, a publicist can only help you promote or market or give you the right connections. But the interior part is the work that that person has to do themselves. I can't tell them what their purpose is. I can't really tell them, you know, what it is that they're passionate about or what, what it is, but they have to figure that part out. So finding out their purpose, getting a coach, you know, having someone getting some books um, really will help them to really figure that part out. And it might take some time. And then sometimes you'll just like, it's like a junk drawer. You take everything in your junk drawer and you just throw it on the floor and it's like, what is this? But there is a method <laughs> to it. It is a method to it. Like, why did you save all this? It's something... It's 
it's useful and you have to figure out how to put it all together so that it I is that. your business. It is your business. So that's one yeah. of the main things. So tell us really quickly about the books. I'd like to know a little bit more about the one book. It is the um, entrepreneurial book. And that's yeah, the, the female book. entrepreneurs book. Yeah. So this was uh, my second anthology that I was a part of. And I actually just launched an anthology project opportunity for men and women to be a part of okay. as well. So if that's something that interests you to be a best-selling author by the end of the year of 2022, I'd love to be um, your coach and the person who helps you bring that to life. But an anthology is basically a collection of authors. And so it's shared platform, it's shared interest towards the topic of conversation. And this particular one was the female entrepreneur playbook. I actually have it right here unintentionally actually, cause I'm teaching from it right now. Uh, but the concept that. is um, the secret strategies from 20 women for building a business you love and then getting paid for it. And so mm -hmm. it was really neat because these were six and seven figure earners uh, who are telling their methodology. So even though it's a females as the book, it is absolutely something that men will also learn from and pull from and also get to know the psyche of a female entrepreneur a bit more. Um, so it's asking direct questions that have really been the uh, breakout ways that we show up and how other people can avoid the pitfalls that we've all experienced as entrepreneurs. And so it's been a really fun adventure. And it was cool to get that information uh, for longevity and as a resource to other people. I love that. I love it. So have you had any media success with the any of the books or anything that surprised you in terms of like, okay, did you do a, um, a pitch or, you know, yep. people called you or what's, what's. The yeah. Thing? So this particular one came about based on connections actually through clubhouse. Um, another that. one was through a connection at a conference, the other anthology, that's more like a devotional, a women's devotional. And then my own book actually was three years in the making. Um, I simultaneously launched my publication company when I did that book. Um, because I knew I was going to self-publish and I wanted other people not to have the same uh, up and down experience that I had when I was working with publishers, working with agents, going down the rabbit holes of how do I do this, 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 and this, right? And it felt like everyone was offering its own solution, but only for a finite bit of the piece of the puzzle. And so I wanted to create something where everyone had everything answered. They had the design element, they had the marketing element, which I feel like is one of the biggest pitfalls in publishing. Um, they had all of the editing and formatting in-house. They had everything right there and no one's taking their money. No one's taking their royalties, right? Because it's your story. And so I'll help you do it. That's just like coaching. I'm not going to take royalties after you develop your business. Now, if I was an angel investor, that might be another thing and I'll right. take a cut, but that's a little different. And so this particular book, it's called Always Becoming Sex, Shame, and Love. And the love is capital L because it's the representation of my experience and exchange with the love of the father. Um, but mm. it's premised on my traumas and my pains and how other people can then see the transformation and have it for themselves when it's associated to areas of guilt or regret, um, also areas of trauma that happened to you when you were a child and mm. how fitness and personal development is a part of the entire thing. So it takes people chapter by chapter in what would appear like a workout. So it's from the uh, warm up all the way to the cool down, the salutation all the way to the dedication. And uh, it's got some really deep questions at the end of each chapter that probe you into journaling. And I really believe in thinking time. I really believe yeah. in getting quiet before the Lord. And so that book hit uh, number one new release and a number one bestseller in 10 different categories wow. in the first day that I was out. 
And it was right alongside uh, Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights book. I was really proud of that. Oh and God. so I beat him out that day, that day alone. <laughs> I got pictures of it, right? And uh, it was really- yeah, it was really empowering just to know that we have a voice and the something that I'd been sitting on for three years for it to be birthed um, with excellence and something I was really proud of, but also healed from. Um, it, it allows me to now share, you know, and I think it's really beautiful opportunity if you can write a book and if you're interested in writing a book, um, I think you should do it. Yeah, I love the cover of it, too. It's it's very Thanks. Um, you know, the half of the face type of thing. So they can go to your website. It's right there. Um, Tamaraandress.com. Always becoming um, sex, shame, and love with a capital L. I love that. I love that. And then also to your other things that you have in terms of speaking and that kind of thing. The, the whole thing about getting out there and getting known is that you have the clarity for that. And I just really yeah. appreciate it. And like I said, you're unapologetic about your faith, um, who you serve, and it just comes across. And it's and so sometimes people are really um, surprised about, you know, certain people that have success. And it's like you didn't start out and maybe I'm putting more. You didn't start out to be a success. You start out to just do what it is that you were called to do. And then you became 100 percent. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's the thing is, is everyone's understanding and definition of success is different. What I thought was success when I was 29 is drastically different than the quote unquote success that I'm experiencing now. And I found, and I've done a lot of research around like the entrepreneurial journey, right. And the adrenaline rush that we get at certain times or the dopamine hit when you get a lot of likes or something hits a number one. And then like the very next day, I'm like, what am I going to do next? like the celebration factor that's not really there. And it's because one, I know that God has more in store for me, but two, it's just a piece of the puzzle. And mm -hmm. so I don't sit in the glory of that moment, though I do celebrate uh, with my team, especially for them supporting me in the process of getting there because I couldn't do it alone. But it's also the recognition of what God's done in the process and in the making. And so I still have breath. And therefore, it means that you who are listening, you have breath as well. And today is not the end. There's so much more, quote unquote, success that we get to experience. But ultimately, to me, success is joy. And so that's what I want my brand to exude. That's what I want my messaging to exude. I want people to know that there is light no matter what is going on. And so that's how I show up in social media. And it becomes a magnet because of that clarity. So when you get crystal clear and you understand what you're here for, you magnetize the valuation exchange. You magnetize the outpour of blessing uh, because God sees you in that. And he is only there in the knowing of your identity and the assuring of your identity. And so that exploration is a forever process mm -hmm. and clarity comes in the seeking. And so show up and however that looks like for you today and for me and hopefully always it's in joy. Yes. And, and the, the shining, the light, the glow uh, th that has been like the theme today. I've been using different words that have to do with light. And I love that. Uh, that is, you know, uh, there was a, a someone I just interviewed not too long ago, Candace Nicole, and she was talking about, she wrote a book called The Glow, how to show, how to glow up, you know, it's like about glowing and shining, and she's a publicist. Yes. And so part of it, that. when we are promoting, we're shining, we're shining our light, yeah. we're, we're really like giving that light out to the world. And that's one yeah. of the main things. So when people say, well, how do you get out there and get known? It's like, it starts internal and yes. then we work on the external. So and so that's yeah. one of the whole, the whole things. And that's why this podcast is a little bit different because I typically I talk to media and publicists and things like that, but I wanted someone to really talk about what you're talking about, about purpose. 
about purpose. Mm-hmm. That way you're not, uh, how a person is not um, sad or disappointed because they don't get the media shine that they feel they deserve, but really go back and just think about, well, are you on purpose with it? And that's yeah. really how you define the success. That's how you define the notoriety. Because yeah, hundred percent. even if this podcast only reaches 20 people, but out of the 20, you know, it really changes someone's life, then that's success. You know, that that matters. You're so right. You're so right. That's one of the things. So I just encourage people to just stay true to you, uh, be authentic, be yourself. Uh, You know, branding is important. I love your, your whole entire um, backdrop and everything for those who are watching your podcast. It's gorgeous. It's just like, it just draws you in. So that's one of the things too, that you want to have everything intentional. But it's only yeah. intentional after you have sat still for a minute to really know what that intention <laughs> is, right? So, that's so, so true. That's yeah. so true. Let me talk about that really quick because I think it's really important is this branding piece, right? And when I first started, I chose colors that um, were popular, that were trending. And oh. there were colors I liked. They were like muted blush tones and greens. It reminded me very much of like the desert. And I love that. I have cactus and green plants all over my house. Um, but about uh, a year in, and it was my full branding for all of my membership, my, my podcast and everything. I read this book called Boss Up by Lindsay um, Teague. It's an mm-hmm. amazing book. I highly recommend it. And when I picked it up, it was a white book similar to my book. And she had on these rainbow heels similar to yeah. the rainbow on my face that you see. And I was like, oh, I love the way she's rocking that office setting of vibrancy. And through yeah. the book, I realized this is my story. This is so much of who I am. I love how unashamed, how unapologetic she was about the rainbow. It had no affiliation to faith. It had no affiliation to to God. And it does for me, it's the promise of God, right? That's what the rainbow stands Mm -hmm. for. It was his idea first. And so I stopped letting the world dictate my unique qualifying methodology. I stopped letting them create the clarity that I thought was going to be popular. And Mm -hmm. I started just standing in that inner light, that knowing and allowing it to shine brightly. And so when I switched my brand from that coloration to the rainbow, which my wedding was rainbow, y'all. It was before Pinterest. (laughs) So don't judge me. Don't judge me. I had rainbow everything my whole Mm -hmm. life. And so why am I trying to fit myself in a box that somebody else designed? And so when I broke free and I found freedom in that, that rainbow, it changed everything for me. And every time my designer brings me something, unlike what it was like at the beginning, I would be like, yeah, that's pretty. Now I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes me so excited. So I'm like hitting my mic over here. It makes me happy. And Mm -hmm. that's what I want to exude. So when you're looking for your brand palette, stop looking on everything else and just go internal. What lights you up? What Mm -hmm. makes you shine? What do you wear most often? What's in your closet? Um, And that will give you some keys. You're wearing all black right now and it exudes elegance. It exudes confidence. It exudes stardom. Right. And I love that. So it you got to understand that people are qualified and clarified based on your light yes. and yours alone. Yes. And that that's is why you have to be authentically you. Be authentically yes, you. That is, that's the thing. Whatever you like. It's like yes. whatever you like, what is your passion point? And then go with that because God put those passions. He put those dreams in your heart. Follow those and then connect with people that have that same type of light. And, and he will orchestrate a lot of the things if you're just staying true to you. If you're not true, it's going to 
you'll be out of alignment and then yeah. you just have to, you know, just go back to the drawing board. It's okay. Go back to yeah. drawing board, get quiet, get still. And then journaling is powerful, a powerful mm-hmm. tool. I always recommend that. And then having those prompting questions like you have at the end of your book, that's important. So get mm-hmm. a book, get a journal, get the prompting questions and write down. And only you see them. Just like when we were little, only you see your diary. No one else is going to mm-hmm. see it. So just write and be true to you. So that is so good. Well, Tamara, thank you so much for joining us today. Get out there and get known. Uh, we have, a, as it says, getting a piece of the face pie today with Dr. Pam and her guests. Thank you, Linda. <laughs> I love that. Yes, that she is all about faith. That is for real. That is for real. That's she's the real deal on that. So thank you so much for joining us. And then I have people have your website there that they can go to as well. It's tamraandress.com. That's her name.com. That's so cool. And then also too on Clubhouse, she's moderating there, but everything is all on her website. And I just launched something today. Um, Speakers Magazine um, is a, um, yeah, Speakers Magazine with an S, yeah, um, basically is a, has a page, a Clubhouse page today. So I just launched it today. So people can go there as well and get our recordings of our Clubhouse. So that's kind of like cool. So, well, thank you so much for joining us today. And, um, you know, God bless you and all the success that you're going to have. I'm going to get on their website and find out about that thing that we yeah, talked about. Yeah, they're Come on, Punta de Mita, I know. I was like, I, I told her, I said, I was just looking at that like a couple of weeks ago. I was like, I got to get out of Detroit. It's too cold. So thank you so much. Thank you so you're much. You're welcome. So it was such a blessing. Alrighty. Thanks for having me. All righty. Thank you. God bless. Bye, you all. You've been listening to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast brought to you by PamPerryPR.com, where you'll get insider tips on how to build your platform, pitch the media, and promote yourself with confidence. Head over to PamPerryPR.com and get the exclusive video training on the seven must-have marketing materials you need before you pitch in order to be considered in media places or superstar stages. PamPerryPR.com, where you help you shine like a superstar.